Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. On today's show, Ireland won't be winning a Grand Slam this year, unfortunately. We're going to get stuck into that 32-20 defeat to England. Uh, we'll hear from Conor Murray and Joe Schmidt also in their post-match interviews. We welcome along Jenny Murphy, who's going to come into the studio and uh, give some in-depth analysis of where it all went wrong. And we'll also look back at the other Guinness Six Nations games. But first, Ireland versus England. And will we all just take... Oh, jeez. We're crap again. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of a day, isn't it? It's Sunday afternoon and, I don't know, the, there's just this cloud over the whole country. I was in the train station and people were losing their minds on the phone and giving out. And then on the train all the way up from, Dub from Limerick to Dublin, everyone was just talking about it and ripping them to shreds and everyone yeah. was talking on the phone and... I've tried to avoid Twitter completely because it's just madness. Um, but I don't know, I think we need to take a breath or just relax a minute now. We need to get some perspective. <laughs> I, uh, do you know the, the scene from old school where they're having that academic decathlon at the end and they're all <laughs> uh, trying to, to win for the fraternity and they have this uh, cheerleader contest and Frank the Tank is dressed up in the mascot and he tries to jump through the... the <laughs> he puts himself on fire. <laughs> he puts himself on fire trying to jump through the loop <laughs> and uh, he loses them the points for that uh, scene and then they're in the, in the change rooms afterwards and Luke Wilson is trying to give them a little bit of a pep talk and uh, he starts talking about composure and then Frank the Tank starts smashing a chair <laughs> against the locker rooms and he's like, keep your composure! Keep, we gotta keep our composure! That's kind of the way I feel we're all acting at the moment. There's certain people trying to be positive, certain people being negative, but yeah. we're all kind of irrational and losing our minds. So we just need to take a breath. Yeah, we need to, we know just, we just need to calm down. And yeah. I mean, we've been here before. We've, we've lost to England on a number of occasions. It's not the end of the world. Sure, it's not. Let's, why not let... I feel like we should, we should be in, in like sackcloth and ashes. In, in, in mourning. Yeah, no, no. That's the way people are behaving, but yeah, yeah. not in Baz and Andrew's house of rugby. This is a house, this is like a safe house where people come today when they're confused and they're lost. They get to come here. It's a soup kitchen. It's a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell everyone that it's okay. Yeah. So we're like, we're like a nice mammy and one, so one of us has to be like a nice mammy and then the others have to be, the other one has to be <laughs> wounded Ireland, so I'll be wounded Ireland. It's like um, it's like uh, in, I remember one time I was playing mini rugby and I got drenched and it was freezing cold, and I was standing waiting to get picked up by my mum, and she was like forty minutes late, <laughs> <laughs> and she arrived. <laughs> I was like, Mum, where have you been? I'm freezing. All the other boys have been away ages ago. She's <laughs> like, jump in here, you'd be grand. You'd be grand. Getting into the shower in your kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't let you get changed at the door. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so, okay. You be Mother Ireland, so, and I'm like, okay. Okay. Jeez, are you all right, fellas? No. 
No, I'm not. What's the matter? I don't know. Jeez, what's going on? Have you been diagnosed with something no, terminal no, or what? No, no. Hold on. This no, is it's really much worse. It's much worse. <laughs> it's much worse than that. <laughs> what could be so bad? I mean, you're you're the second best team in the world, are you not? Uh, no, I don't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. I'm confused. We lost and we lost. And Let's come in. Come in so here. I'll get you a couple of so collisions and they were shouting at, at the other lads. They were shouting at them and screaming and jumping up and down. And oh, it was terrifying, yeah. She's their awful mean England, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mean. Stick that wee rug round you there and sit beside thanks, the fire and I'll bring you a wee cup thanks. of soup. Well, we watch old school. <laughs> sit down. I think that's what everyone in Ireland needs to do is just sit down and watch old school with a pal, have a cup of tea and laugh. We all need a good laugh. It'll be grand, won't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite scene? Well, we'll be grand unless we get beat by Scotland. <laughs> 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 and you'd be bucked out of mommy's kitchen. <laughs> you'd be on yeah. yeah. your ear. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna look after you this time. But if you lose next week, you're not coming back here. Old school next week. <laughs> no more soup for you. <laughs> uh, should we pick like uh, some old school players just to deflect from this? Uh, <clears throat> from yeah. actually getting into it. Who's uh, who's Frank the Tank? I was thinking. Uh, Drunk Dunnock O'Callaghan would be a good Frank the Tank. Like, he's, he's normal, but if Dunners was to drink, he'd be mental. <clears throat> so I think he'd be a good Frank the Tank. So um, Stringer's the other one who, who never would have touched, touched mm. a drink. Um, but he's, if he was streaking, he's too ripped for it to be funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how, like, Jonah Hill... It's was, like in the dancing. He's too good at the dancing. Is he? Is yeah. he? I haven't seen much yeah, of it. Yeah, he's really he? good. Really? When Tomas did it, he was crap, so it was hilarious. Yeah, so I saw Tomas <laughs> the weekend, and I was asking him, what's going on? Like, why are you so crap, and why, why is Stringer so good? Yeah. Just because he's ripped, is it? Yeah, I think so. Probably. But yeah, Jonah Hill, when he was fat, he was funny, and he gets slim, and he's not funny, funny anymore. anymore. So Stringer, if you get yourself fat, you'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, suppose we better we better get into get it. Get on with the rugby, will we? We better talk about it. <laughs> Ireland versus England. <coughs> Let's pull the band-aid off. <clears throat> 32-20. Where did it go wrong? Uh, a lot of people saying England did their homework. Um, won the collisions. Outsmarted us, outplayed us all over the park. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think we did. It was the one area that I thought that England wouldn't get the better of us because they'd been uh, the verbal grenades this week and there's been a lot of hype and chat. Um, I thought, right, Eddie Jones is just getting the boys up for it. So physically, I thought they were going to be at it and they certainly were very physical, but they were quite streetwise and quite smart as well. Um, um, Slade's try yeah, um, from, uh, scrum. from the scrum kind of summed it up. Ireland were looking to come quite hard, or maybe they were kind of dumbing to come hard and they were going to come off, but I thought the scrum was reset and Johnny was sitting in behind the scrum and he kind of swept in and got wider than he would and then he was obviously going to come straighter and harder than he would. Mm. And uh, the scrum got reset and I think, um, who was it on that side? It was Owen Farrell and then he hit Slade, mm -hmm. might have been. Uh, I think he looked up and saw that and thought, right, they're going to come hard here, just whip it across. Wow. Johnny may have been space. Well spotted, that was yeah. just one example. There's a few other. England were really switched on. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, from the get-go, they kind of they went out. I think most people have been drawn uh, the conclusion that the, because they won the collisions and they won the fight, uh, that that was you can't win a game without winning those collisions. 
which I don't necessarily agree with. I still think, you know, if a team come out and they're worked up and they're firing like, like England were, I mean, they were making mistakes. They were ill-disciplined and they didn't really necessarily get on top in those first 20 minutes. They were just really in Ireland's face and I think we could have taken more advantage of it. I, I do think they got, we got the, the game plan wrong, essentially, or we didn't adjust anyway. I thought we tried to at half time. Mm -hmm. Johnny tried to start putting a few little dinks and trying to keep them a bit honest. And there was one he put across, and then uh, it ended up being O'Mahony on the wing, so it came to nothing. There was another little chip through, kind of came to nothing. Mm -hmm. But I think it was probably the right idea trying to take a little bit of sting out of their line speed. They were just coming up and smashing boys. Marco mm -hmm. Vinopolo was ending Tag. Like, when do you see Tag get hit that mm -hmm. hard? Um, <coughs> a few other guys, James Ryan. I mean, for 12 months, I've never seen him get as much kind of physical abuse as he got the weekend there. Um, they were they were on fire. You know, they missed uh, their dominant tackles. A stack came up, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they had way more dominant tackles than Ireland, but they missed three times as many tackles as Ireland. Go away. Yeah, so that... flying <coughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah. But true. I think that kind of summed up. <clears throat> it was almost like, I think it was all based on their defence, right? They obviously showed a, a little bit of nice and smarts in attack with the ball in hand. But it was based on their defence, I thought. And it was almost like an, Ar an Ireland performance whenever they've got a chip in their shoulder, like whenever England came over a couple of years ago hunting a grand slam. And Ireland were just looking to spoil the party and they were just so, so up for it because it's England, the old enemy. It just looked like England... It just looked like guys were getting on their feet and just getting up and smashing boys and that kind of intensity that they brought in defence was almost like one of those occasions where Ireland have got up for it in the past and um, we kind of just didn't quite match it. Mm. Yeah, I think England play their best game in years and they probably won't play that well again for a while, or, you know, as well. They'll probably play close to it because they're on, on fire now. But um, So you have to take that into consideration that, OK, Ireland didn't play particularly well but England were, were unbelievable yeah and we still were were there thereabouts like after 60 minutes um <clears throat> you know when, when I look at that game I look at the collisions and that we, we we didn't win the collisions but then the kicking comes straight after that and I thought our tactics were strange with the with, with kicking um we weren't kicking contestables like we normally do like the first kick of the game Murray had after 30 seconds he put it into touch, yeah. which is quite unusual. A lot of our exits, we kicked a touch. Yeah. It was strange. I was surprised to see that as well. Yeah, and then they, you know, they took a quick line out and all of a sudden it's a score. Yeah. Whereas normally <laughs> our way of going into a game would be uh, set up, have a good few chasers for the kick. Murray puts in a box kick in the first minute. We force them into an error. We get the ball, and then that's how we get ourselves into the game. Then we push them back, uh, we put in those grubbers, we put them under pressure, but we had very little of that in the game. I think um, England basically did exactly what we did to them last year. Yeah. You know, last year we went to, to Twickenham, Murray, or Sexton put up that Gary Owen in the first five minutes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And was it Daly knocked it on, or and Kearney scored. Uh, um, Ringrose was it? Or Ringrose scored, yeah. sorry, you're right. Ring, or Kearney went up with him. Um, and then we just kind of turned the screw and just played pressure, pressure, pressure. And England started doing that to us. Anytime they got, they didn't play any ball in their own half. Anytime they get into our half, it was a little bit of phase play, which we were actually capable of managing, I think, for a lot of it. Yeah. And then just grubbers in behind, which uh, we weren't able to deal with because we had 
14 players up up flat and yeah um and then any time we did that we actually got a return from it but we only did it once or twice in the game whereas yeah. they did it seven times seven eight times so our, our shape our face play shape looked reasonably good at times as well especially early on as the game got on looked like england kind of got bigger in defense and we kind of got into our shell a little bit maybe i don't mm. know uh um but a couple of times we went out the back you know that kind of tucked kind of sweep mm -hmm. past to the the sweeping back out the back um we did that quite well and we got um overlaps and we got in a position where we could have threatened them mm. we just didn't we just weren't quite as clinical when we got those opportunities the few of them that we did um yeah there's i mean there's still still a lot of decent stuff from Ireland. Yeah. Well, those ones, they're the ones where I would have been putting the kicks in. That's where, yeah. you know, when you're getting the ball to second and third receiver, and then like Daly was for them, and like Slade was for them, then you put those kicks through. Yeah. And you then you, you flood the, the line and you put pressure on the 15. Yeah, they did it that one time <coughs> for uh, Elliot Daly came up and he put it, we put it through. can't remember. It might have been Gary. Yeah, um, it went through May's legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we might have scored. I think we... That could have been a closer on the the try for Healy's try, but um, and then also there <coughs> from their box kicks, they were getting uh, or our box kicks when Murray was kicking and he, their shepherding of our player yeah. back was incredible. Like they had six, five or six players that were all bunched together and stopping anyone getting close to me or getting any kind of a, a hard hit on them or even getting to come up to compete. Yeah, and whereas we weren't doing that at all, like. Henshaw and uh, the two wingers were just having players flood through all the time on them yeah. and competing one-on-one. And one they on were one. going up, uh, England were going up and they weren't trying to secure the ball themselves, they were just going up with one, one hand yeah. and just trying to pat the ball back. That's a nightmare because then if you're receiving that, then the only way for you to receive that ball cleanly is to go two hands, GA style, instead mm. of Joe calls it the cradle. Um, but you just can't get high enough if he's going one hand. So. Mm. I always find, I always think that's not fair if they do that. Mm. So I'm like, if you're going to stop me catching the ball and you've no interest in catching the ball <laughs> yourself, slapping it. Don't be unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the spirit. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a huge amount of spirit <coughs> going around on no. Saturday. There was so much roaring and shouting and yeah. yeah, it was mad. I don't know what to make of that. Um Sinclair had a few moments where he was like I think Garces was even giving out to him like uh just stop. Man, stop you know? shouting. Yeah. I yeah. can hear myself think. Bizarre. I know. I know. Munster have uh, uh, <clears throat> and a few other teams have, have psychologists that encourage them to, especially when they're away from home, to uh, get a lot more vocal because to create your own atmosphere when you're away from home, teams normally would go into themselves a little bit more. So they're encouraged to celebrate moments a little bit more, make yeah. their own noise, and I'd imagine that's what England were doing there. But, um, they 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 did that in the Lions quite a bit. Um, uh, Sinclair and Atoji, I remember kind of jumping up and down and patting each other in the back and kind of making a big song and dance of a, of a turnover. Yeah, it, it's weird. It has the desired effect, though. It it kind of does wind you up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Against that. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a there was a great wee moment of honesty from um, Roman Poit as well. Did you see the the try where uh, Funapolo uh, went two movements? Yeah. And uh, Garces said to. Um, Poat, um, did you see that there? I think it was two movements, and Poat goes, I did not see. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, je ne sais pas. <laughs> I do not speak. Yeah, yes, right enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, there's a few people complaining about Garces as well, but uh, I, thought he, I thought it was grand. I thought it was grand as yeah, well. Yeah, that was a, f a tough game to, to ref. 
Um, but yeah, look, I, I think my... that's not a roaring endorsement. I thought he's grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always fine for me. Yeah. When a ref is grand, yeah. it's just like, I, yeah, he didn't annoy me or anything yeah. like that. It's fine. Didn't notice him. I didn't, yeah, I don't want to say, well, a ref is brilliant or yeah. like, he's involved too much yeah. then. If anything, just that, um, that Vinopolo one, I thought could have been given easy enough, the two movements. Yeah. It could have. I, I think it could have. Yeah, there was, there was one in the, was the Scottish match as well or? Where there was double movement, so I think it's it's obviously they're oh they're it's one of these things on it. yeah. it's one of these isn't yeah. that yeah they always do this don't they yeah. right we're coming down hard on forward passes this week <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously not there, there's a new decree <laughs> yeah yeah so that's probably why but but I think my point my I think to end out the points on the kick in and the uh, and England winning the collisions I just think they're Ireland haven't got too much to worry about in certain ways they that bread and butter that they'd normally be so good at the kick chase the shepherding of uh, and traffic around uh, English players coming on to the to their kicks that's stuff that we're normally very good at and very easily fixed so I think we can uh, <clears throat> that's something that will improve pretty quickly and then just playing a little bit better field position, I think it would have been a different game. If yeah. we didn't play, try and play as much within our own half, I think it would have been a, a different game. And then, you know, that's, that's one way to uh, negate their collision and dominance and kind yeah. of take the pressure off yourself rather than running into a brick wall all the time. It's yeah. turn those big boys in and put them on, their, on the back foot. I wonder, the, the, I know the point you're, you're touching on there about the contestables, mm. uh, why was Murray kicking the touch and exiting kicking the touch rather than putting a contestable up? I wonder did uh, Dev and Pete um, <clears throat> and James Ryan, I wonder did they reckon they could have a go at English line out? Yeah, I did think that. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. And then they, again, England kind of outsmarted them with the tempo line out a couple of but times. The quick, the quick one was just, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, give all, you know, a lot of credit to, to England for that. It was such a sharp call. And then they even Farrell then switched straight back down the blind side. And uh, Tuilagi was involved twice in 30 seconds with two big carries. And then the pass that he made, uh, a, or Farrell made, yeah. that caught Earlsey out. That was an unbelievable pass. Like, it was, uh, it was, it was a gamble, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, just so it all happened so quickly, which was a lot of, a lot of points in the game. It was quite <coughs> frantic. Um, it was hard for anyone to settle, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Settle and just go. Hang on a second. We need to maybe slow this whole game down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Listen, we'll get warmed up we by the fire. Yeah, have a cup of tea. Have another cup of tea. Put the kettle on again. There. I wonder. I wonder what. If Joe will be like, listen, have a wee cup of coffee. <laughs> this will be, will be grand next week. Gee, it's only Scotland. <laughs> it's only Scotland. We're the second best team in the world. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah, we are still the second best team in the world. Pat? I don't know. We're, we're there. We're there. We're still second best. Like talks if, of us. If we do, yeah, if we lose to Scotland next week, where we'll drop to third. But we're still second for now. Who will be second then? England. England. Yeah. yeah. Feckers. So. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we have a little bit of audio from Conor Murray from his uh, post-match interview. I thought they were really good, especially in the air as well. You know, they, they cleaned up in the air. Um, we struggled to get in the contest today, and um, you know they they, they took, a, took you know took the advantage out of that as well. Um, they kicked really well as well. So overall, we were, we were fairly beaten. I think. Were you a little bit surprised by how high they did press up and eat throughout the game? 
Well, no, I, I think um, you know they're they're top side and you know they 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 stopped their momentum today and you know they, they put in really good good hits out there. You know, a little bit of a struggle to get um, from football, but at times, like I said, we, we thought we weathered the storm and um, got back into it. But you know they, they stayed in the fight and, and again I think they were just um, a bit more pumped than we were today for for whatever reason. We we'll, we go through with a fine tooth comb and see why that was. Um, you know we had a great week of preparation, uh, two weeks of preparation, um, and for whatever reason we were a little bit off it today and. You know, they're, they're top side and, and they took advantage and you know, I think they, they fairly deserved their win so it's, it's just disappointing for Ireland. What is Joe like in the week after a loss? Is he the same or is he a bit more harsher and will it be are you in for a tough week? No, we're, we're well used to the... I think the players are going to drive it as much as Joe and, and, and the coaching staff. We're, we're bitterly disappointed. We're, we're a group that demand high standards and we, and we didn't meet that um, this evening. And, you know, again, all credit to England, they were, they were good today. We were just a little bit off, and, and you know, whatever, but whatever we have from the coaches, yeah, they'll they'll review the game and give us give us solutions and, and things we can work on. But I think as a playing group, we're gonna we're gonna be honest with ourselves and um, you know, and drive it ourselves because we, we want to get this back on track. But Connor, how, how damaging is it to the confidence? You said the preparation was good. You know the standards you've had in the last year year and a half. So there's another that you're, it's almost a surprise that the that today happened. I mean, how damaging could that be to confidence? Uh, I think we're. we're um, a very realistic group, and, and, and we don't get ahead of, ahead of ourselves. And you know, after a defeat like that, well, it looks quite bad. It's, it's small things that will probably, you know, need fixing and whatever. But I think the, the reason we were, we're just again, I keep going back to it. Sorry if I keep doing, but we we're just a bit off. You know, we were just a little bit flat. Um, and at the start, we, we gave England with that. You know, they, they overthrew with the line out and, and got momentum and eventually scored off it. Um, you know, that was an easy, or quick way to, to give them a kind of front foot into the game. And you know, they grew with that, and we we, we battled back well. You know, we, we don't go we don't go away that, that easy. So um, you know, we we get regather and, and go again next week. Okay, that's Conor Murray there. Um, I always feel sorry for players in those situations because they don't know what to say. They're trying not to say anything really. <laughs> Just kind of yeah. talking, yeah. waffle. I just, I just uh, get me through this. Get me home. Get me back to the Shelburne. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the white slippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a few interesting things. We said the English team uh, probably came at it with more intensity uh, than the Irish team. And then we also had a Twitter question today that was, um, why do Ireland seem to start slow in the in Six Nations? In the last four Six Nations, we have only won one game. We've drawn one and lost two. These are our first game. Sorry, in the opening game. Yeah. So, in your experience, what what's was there ever? Did you feel more nerves or? Can you I relate to that? I don't. I don't know. To be honest. Um, uh, honestly, I've no idea <coughs> what the answer is. Um, it's not enough of a sample size for mm. <laughs> four games, really, four examples to, to say there's a certain trend. They just got beat by a better side at the weekend. And um, I think Murray, Murray touched on it a few times. You know, they, they just, they were pumped up for it. And they were probably pumped up to kind of back up some of Eddie Jones's chat this week. And, mm. and Eddie Jones got the best out of them. They were so physical, so intense, smashing boys left, right and centre. And then... I just don't. I just think it's hard to compete with that. Whenever you can't quite get a gain line, it just shows the value. If you can't get over the gain line or can't get quick ball, no matter how good you are, how clever your plays are, it's very, very difficult to um, stretch a team. Another point that Eddie Jones made in his post-match interview was that England hadn't, haven't even started their attack coaching yet. 
basically. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really interesting because, um, to be fair to England, they were, they had a brilliant game. Um, but when I looked at Eddie Jones's Japan team in the last World Cup, their ability to to offload and to create little two on ones, they were brilliant. The Japanese team, they were an unbelievable team to watch and how expansive they played the game, and that was clearly down to Eddie Jones. So when he says something like that, about that they haven't even really started on what, where they want to go with attack-wise, we saw a little snip of it, snippets of it with Farrell and uh, Daly and Slade with these little backdoor passes. Um, and a so lot of... Is he saying that they haven't done any um, attack practice? They, he said they haven't really began to... Begin to I don't know where they want to go. They're only starting where where yeah. they, they want to get to. So I just thought it was really interesting to say that because they are up until the other day they've been quite predictable in how they play the game. They just batter teams down. But I think that's why Ireland struggled with the other day is that they came with a different game plan, and uh, we couldn't really adapt to it. So yeah, look, it's it's interesting to see where England will go with this. Um, they, they had a good balance. They mm. um, they. Um, played with with whenever it was on, and they they threw those like that that kind of tricky pass from Owen Farrell that set up the first try. Yeah. Um, they were happy to throw those, take a chance for those, mm. and they paid off. In their half, um, they were fairly pragmatic, um, just send it long, um, little dinks, little contestables. They weren't playing that much rugby in their own half, so it, it I think that balance quite, worked quite well for them. And then the Irish selection, I suppose that's a big one. Um, Robbie Henshaw named a fullback for the first time uh, in a green jersey since his debut against the USA in 2013. Uh, Joe Schmidt said Henshaw played there 15 times, or at 15, more times than anywhere else in his professional career. But Henshaw has been primarily a centre for the past, what, three seasons? So, what's your take? I mean, yeah, there's been he, a lot he, talked about yeah, it. He made his name initially um, playing. 15 for Connacht and tearing it up and doing really well so I know playing for Connacht's like different to playing for Ireland of course but um, he's more than capable of playing 15 at this level no problem um, and it's it's an oversimplification to say that the kicks the kicks that were being put through and him you know getting bundled into or backwards or getting hit hard a few times is his issue or his problem it's a, it's a back three in general probably to be fair your back three, even Sexton's in the backfield sometimes, Murray's in the backfield sometimes, and between the five of them, they got to manage that or maybe communicate a little bit better. There was one occasion where um, it was off, England were attacking in right halfway, and um, they were attacking off a left-hand line-out, um, or it might have been slightly, it might have been on Ireland's 10, actually, and Earls then went in to the defensive line mm. inside 10. That was very strange. Yeah, it's quite far out to do mm. that, but... Regardless, I think that's fine. If, if if everybody communicates, that's fine if that's what your strategy is. But it, it happened quite late and it looked like maybe Henshaw didn't get the nod. I think Murray was should have dropped there. I think that's what Murray missed the jump. So, yeah, so either Murray yeah. covers um, up to maybe the inside post or maybe just yeah. 20 metres in, just past the 15. And maybe Henshaw slightly more in the midfield rather mm -hmm. than being kind of in behind um, Jacob. Mm. So, but... That, that I mean to just say that's um, Robbie's fault. Yeah, you know, there's so much more going on, and there's so much. Even it could be just even. It's not even necessarily. He's still got to close the gate on the open side. He like, did well. He's he, yeah, Stockdale. oh, he, he's yeah. got to go behind Stockdale and get last defender. Yeah, because as a winger, I 
really value the fullback being across. Yeah. I'm always at the at the fullback. Please help me, help me, because mm. I want to get up. I want to make reads, and it's a way more risky read if the fifteen isn't kind of backing you up a little bit. And and uh, Robbie did really well tidying that up eventually. Mm. Um, there was like it's just so much more complicated than people. Yeah. Think. And also, Earlsey <clears throat> got such a big knock after twenty minutes. He was clearly struggling and yeah. limping. So he's not covering the ground, and even you could see on on defensive kicks with, that they were receiving, he was struggling to to get in the way. He was struggling to to block any players getting to Henshaw. He was struggling to ki- to chase yeah. any of Murray's kicks. So he's probably doing. He was digging in as well, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, because he it was a hip pointer he had, yeah. and I know like those are painful. Those are those really impact your your running and your ability to get through workload. And Earl Z's tough, he rolled up his sleeves and got on with it as long as he could. And then, obviously, yeah. I think it was half time he came off. But I, I bumped into it, well, I didn't bump into it. Some fella um, accosted me on the train and he said, Jeez, um, that was terrible yesterday, <laughs> wasn't it? And he goes, um, uh, He goes, Henshaw at 15, right or wrong? And I went, <laughs> Well, the thumb. I went, yeah, I went, The gladiator thumb. Well, I mean, and he goes, Right or wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. there's so much more going on, and it's just very, very oversimplified. Yeah, it's interesting. Joe Schmidt in his post-match interview was kind of he praised him a lot, praised Robbie a lot for how hard he worked and that he was under a lot of pressure and he was covering so much ground. And uh, I went back back and watched it this morning, and, and I have to agree with him. He he did have actually have a good game. He just again when our, when England were kicking, they had four or five guys jumping against him and he was on his own with no traffic block, blocking players going yeah. up against him and um, whereas the opposite for England they had five or six guys supporting you can't get near them can't get near there's them. no there's no line yeah into attack of all yeah so look it's uh, it'd be interesting to see how the decisions go next week and whether you know Rob Carney might come back in or you know Conway Larmer Addison um, I assume Joe will, will stay strong and, and stick with it but we'll wait and see um, other calls that people were talking about were, you know, whether Johnny Sexton was fit enough having not played in five weeks. Um, that's high, which, that's, that's hindsight, hindsight shot. Yeah, you always have to play. You're the number second team in the world. You always have to play your your best player. Yeah. Um, he did. I felt kind of a bit unfair for Johnny though. He was he was struggling. Like I thought he uh, he was he hadn't played in five weeks there was a lot of um, pressure being put on him England were like running down his throat all day and yeah. uh, he defended quite well but I just thought he wasn't really as sharp as he normally is so um, could have brought Joey off the bench a little bit earlier or uh, I even thought Cooney could have come off the bench a bit earlier but I suppose they still were still in it with, after 60 minutes so yeah. it is a tough decision to make the, the front row that came off the bench I thought made a big impact actually mm. because yeah. uh, and to be fair I thought um Kane and Tag both had good games and Rory as well. They had big games, hmm. but then they were just getting there's so much traffic and they were getting so many collisions that um, Killer came off the bench, did really well. Porter did well. Yeah. Porter, friend of the show, mm-hmm. did well. And then Sean uh, Sean Cronin did well as well. Yeah, set up a great try. Again, so yeah. Um, all right, nice one. We uh, still have the rugby roundup to come, as well as your Twitter questions and Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. But next up, we are joined by Ireland's women's star, Jenny Murphy, to take a look at some of the big moments from Ireland's game with England. Uh, And to take us there, we'll hear a little bit from Ireland head coach, Joe Schmidt, on the night when he admitted his team got a reality check. Tough night there, but was there a few players for you that kind of emerged with with credit, that you're happy with their performance? 
Yeah, again, I thought our scrum was good, our line-out was good, those, uh, those set pieces that we, that we need to be good, uh, they, were, they were very solid. Um, there's, I, I did think Robbie worked incredibly hard. Um, Bundy got involved in a lot of play. Gary Ringrose, uh, you know, I thought a defining moment could have been his tackle where we got that turnover ball and we didn't make the most of it on the other end. Uh, we lost it. We got the uh, we got the ball back, but and and forced a penalty. But at that stage, if we could have scored, I think it could have made could have made the game 17 all. And for all the dominance physically that England had delivered, it puts you back in the game. And that's how fickle it is. So yeah, there were there were some good performances. A couple of guys off the off the bench, um, as I said, Quinn. I thought Sean O'Brien came on and did well. Um, it's tough, Jordan Lama coming on in, in such a big game, and uh, you know he, he will learn from that uh, from that midfield scrum where they where they did get a, enough space on the edge to get that kick away, and uh, you know I, I think well that's what we've got to keep doing. We've got to keep learning, and I think people forget the youth of some of these guys. You know I know Jacob Stockdale was was player of the tournament last time, but he, he's still a very young man in terms of international rugby, and, and so is Jordan Lama. Um, so I, I think those guys are going to keep learning, and we've got to challenge them to, to keep getting better because you're coming up against world-class players. You know, Johnny May, he, he is experienced. He knows what he's doing. He's got great speed. So that's a huge challenge for a, a guy like Jordan Lama. And that's what you want. But more often than not, you want that challenge to come out with a positive result. And um, that, that, that will be a challenge to Jordan's confidence, to, to all our confidence, that result tonight. Um, because I guess you get used to having that winning feeling, and it's pretty hollow right now. The last one. Joe, is that a reality check, though, about the physicality that will be required to have success at the World Cup? Yeah, that, that is a reality check. That's... That's how it's going to be, and that's that's why England are, are such a literally they're a big team, and I thought they played really well tonight. Um, you know, it's hard to take anything away from from England. They uh, the, the intensity they 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 brought to the game. You mentioned that line out right at the start, but it it, it was more a, a kind of simmering um, physical intensity. That, uh, that, that they just collectively delivered, which made it a fairly suffocating place to be out on that pitch tonight, I think. Right, welcome along to Leinster and Ireland Centre, Jenny Murphy. How are you feeling? Are you uh, as deflated as the rest of us? Uh, I've gone to YouTube and I've searched children falling down. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's helped. It's it helped. has helped. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's either that or like puppies. Yeah. So I've kind of gone with more humour. Children yes. falling down. Yeah. I, I checked that out. It's good you, stuff. You've got children. Do you just push them over sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Every time Ireland win, sorry, lose, I push my kids over. <laughs> <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, are you handing <laughs> off the children again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laughing at them. Yeah. Uh, well, you're very welcome to the show where we're trying to, I don't know, are we trying to perk up Ireland? Is it working? Yeah. Or are we, yeah. Uh, are we just making it worse? Oh, like, we lost. Yeah. England were very good. We weren't as good as them. Like, Scotland, be grand. Yeah. Be grand, won't it? Be grand. But it's not the end yeah. of the world, basically. No. 
definitely not. Yeah. Like there was some good patches there. I think England were just so up for it from the get go. Um, and then obviously when you're you've got a few scores and you're chasing the game, it just makes it difficult and trying to like force some things and they didn't work out and Slade and a few others pounced on that and it just yeah. opened up. I um, um, I was um, commentating for BBC Radio Ulster, um, about 20 listeners, so it's great, no pressure at all. Um, and in around 65, 70 minutes, they were, Adam was throwing the ball about and they were going nowhere and they were really struggling because they had to keep the ball, they had to try something. And I said, I think like the, the connection kind of went and I made the point, I bet you were going to see an intercept here oh, or someone pick up the ball. Yeah. And you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't hear it. No. And I didn't want to be a, a slave went over. I was like, yeah. that's what I was saying whenever you, whenever you couldn't hear me there. I knew that was going to happen. Like, Oracle. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get the credit I, was, I deserved. But. Uh, you cursed us though. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, it was my fault. Yeah. So not only am I not getting the credit, I'm yeah. getting the blame. So we, if any of those 20 people out there listening... Oh no, they didn't hear it. No one heard, it's just me. You're going to have to take my word for it. In your experience playing against England, Eddie Jones said that uh, he wanted to see England acting more like England, being loud and in your face and brutish. Uh, have you come across that in your experience? Like, yeah, like I, every time we play against England, it's, it's always hugely physical. And you know, even at the weekend now, the girls had like a very tough game against professionals and it was kind of very similar in terms of that strength that you always get and as well as that now now because Ireland are doing so well and we are the team to beat every team raises their game and needs to play the best rugby in order to get that win like that's just what happens when you're ranked number two in the world I think it's a good thing everyone has to play their best to get a result against us that's only going to make us better and um, unfortunately we didn't come on the right side of it at the weekend but I think we're more than capable of bouncing back and a lot of people are like holy, holy crap like what and it's like it, this is fine sometimes it's such a cliche thing but like all those losses and setbacks you learn and retain and get so much more from it that I, I don't see I don't see Scotland I, I'd say I think we're going to come out with a win against in Murrayfield which is a tough place to go but we can still win the championship Mm. It's the the reaction to when we beat the All Blacks was we are World Cup World Cup champions in waiting, mm -hmm. and now we're back to where we were in the nineties. You know, <laughs> and the truth is kind of somewhere in between the two extremes. I think uh, yeah. we're just so reactionary, aren't we? Yeah, one game. It's the, you know you're playing against the second or third best team in the world. There's always going to be yeah. Someone's going to be a loser. Someone's going to be a winner. So um, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a centre, did you enjoy the midfield battle? Anything there that? Oh yeah, I thought. Right? I, I thought like Ringrose very good. Um, he's just didn't have an awful lot to work with, but Tuolangi and Slade were outstanding. Like that's, I think that's Tuolangi's first Six Nations start since twenty thirteen. Um, yeah, wow. yeah, and like used like utilized him from the get go. He's such a physical guy that even when you're even as like a, a decoy runner, you still have to be 100% committed to that tackle because if it's a half-hearted one, like he's kind of away. So we saw that in the first try. Farrell, a lovely cut-out pass, two lagging, I think two others behind him, and it just got sent to 
set, got sent to. Daily, yeah. Yeah. yeah, daily. And yeah. then it was a simple, like, May at pace. But that's like, you're, when you've got someone like Tulangi running down, you have to be like, oh, I have to get the man. Um, and he carried really well. And they just utilised that midfield. Like, a lot of the time they had Farrell getting the ball and, and Mako, a lot of the front rows actually were kind of running that shoulder ball to hit or else you could hit kind of, I think it was at one stage, there's like Jamie George was out wide and, and Slade was running that sweep line all the time. So you could either get a pop and a strong carry or wide and a big strong carry or then a little sweep out the back with Slade running through. And he was like some really nice kicks in the backfield as well. I thought like he was so underrated for years, like outstanding with Exeter. So it's, now, it wasn't nice seeing him do really well at the weekend, yeah. but like... Yeah, he's he'd be, slick yeah. out. Yeah. The pass for the try off the scrum where he, where they were talking about whether it would be a forward pass or if he was potentially ahead of, oh, ahead of, the, kick, ahead yeah. of the kicker. He may have been ahead of the kicker. I think with the rules changed now that the, the momentum of the pass can actually... It can go forward. Um, well, the pass was fine. I, th I thought the kick was fine as well. Yeah, it was, but yeah, the yeah. pass was so slick. Like, to take it at that yeah. pace and fire it. Um, so hard to defend against. And I also thought that Aki had a had a pretty solid game. Yeah, I love when he steps in first receiver, and uh, you know he's he's a hard runner as well. He can carry so strongly and brilliant defender. But then he's a playmaker as well. You yeah. Know? Um, so I don't think they'll change anything there going into next weekend. I I still think you know I, I don't think Henshaw will go in twelve. I think there's a lot of people calling for that, but I think Aki is where I had a really tough job. Like that yeah. was tough. And he did fine. Like again, like you were saying, he carries with pace. He uses that bit of footwork to get around as well. So like, oh, I, I think he's the foundation of a lot of what Ireland do. He you is, know, he and, is. and he's, he's still. It's got, it's he's got awards from this this show. He has, he? yeah. yeah. He's got. <laughs> he's very couch. Unsung hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Everybody talks about Henshaw Ringrose, and yes, there's a lot of quality there, but. He's played so much rugby for Ireland and he's never put a foot wrong. He's always done really well. In fact, people were talking about the narrative was kind of Henshaw being picked ahead of Carney. But it was I think it was actually Bundy Aki being picked ahead of Carney. Yeah. And finding some way to, to keep him in the team. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of decisions to be made going into the Scottish game next weekend. Uh it looks like CJ Stander will be out. He his brother-in-law, Reek Needling, who's a former South African... Uh, What's his name? Reik, or YK. Not a vowel in sight. Uh, after the guy from uh, Game of Thrones. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little bit more impressive. This guy's a few, uh, few Olympic gold oh. medals for swimming or something. Swimming. Sure, uh, he said uh, in a... Twitter or Instagram comment that CJ played 62 minutes with a fractured cheek and eye socket. He looked pretty nasty when he came off the pitch. We haven't heard anything uh, from the Irish camp yet, but <coughs> looks like he'll be out. Toner could be out as well. Uh, Earlsy, obviously, with that knock, he could be a doubt. So what do you think? Sean O'Brien did brilliantly when he came on, right? Yeah. yeah. Sean, so Sean at eight, I would have I, thought. I think, yeah, Sean. He's, he's such a smart player as well. He's not just like... Big strong, like he's got kind of everything you want a back row to have as yeah. well, um, and like you hear from camp, he's got a big kind of coaching head as well. So yeah, he came on the pitch and he was, he was giving a lot of messages and 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 speaking a lot. He was quite vocal, which I thought yeah. was great. They needed it at that point, um, so great to see him back. He had a huge impact. Uh, David Toner, if he's out, I would say Quinru would be straight in, and then Alton Dillon on the yeah. Dylan. 
Another Fofana. Fofana. He was. I actually saw him against um, playing against Sale Sharks for the Champions Cup a while ago, and he was like, he was cracking. Yeah. Uh, like I think he won. He won Player of the Match. Really, really good. Again, mm. just like getting around the park. I think he was on the wing against Ashton at one space at one at one time and kind of got the tackle in and stuff oh, as well. So he's yeah, a, he's a serious athlete actually. Mm. Yeah. He gets about the pitch. Yeah, I mean, he was he did brilliantly when he first came on the scene a few years ago. So uh, there's no doubt he has it. He just probably hasn't gotten a, a run of form. So and he's probably he's probably a guy who can come off the bench and create a decent impact as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, any other changes? Who wears fifteen? I think he's going to go at Henshaw again personally. Yeah. Um, and then with regards to if Earlsie's out, Larmer probably on the wing. Maybe bring Conway in. Conway or Addison in on the bench. I'd like to uh, see Addison. <clears throat> yeah. Just like, yeah. I rate him as well. And then it was like, you got that, that he can slot into 13 too. And there's so much, like, sometimes it can be a pain in the ass for players to be like that utility you can play here, 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 and then you mm. just don't get selected mm. at all because you cover so much. But I'd rate. Yeah. I'd love to see him get a, another opportunity. Oh, we're big fans of Addison oh, on this show. Are. Yeah, Jenny, you're doing well there, getting the Addison mentions in. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team. <laughs> We've got a, 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 obviously a swear jar for our trip to Japan, so that's another few euro into that. Uh, did you see Scotland beat Italy pretty comfortably on Saturday? Blair Kingholm helping himself to a hat-trick. Um, it was a weird one. Italy, were, do you know the way they do that thing sometimes where they just try and get in the way and slow everything down and then they just... Dragged the game to trips and around. Trips. Uh, like they did, remember the time they did it against England where they did that crazy. Yeah. Oh, they weren't yeah. committing to the rocks. Um, they, at the weekend they kind of just slowed down all the scrums. The referee was getting really pissed off with them. Um, and, I, and actually in the last twenty minutes they started playing a bit of rugby and they scored a few tries. They actually scored two or three tries in the last twenty minutes. And I think if they got out and played a little bit more, they would have uh, made a better match of it. But Scotland were pretty comfortable. Finn Ross was pulling the strings. He was magic and uh, scored some decent tries. They just got they just got far enough ahead and then just kind of switched off, did they? I think so. Yeah, it's probably what happened. But and the Italian defense was fairly grim at yeah, times as well. It? Yeah, like just like little things, like I think biting in when there was two people covering already, just like real mm. basic stuff that you were like, oh god, yeah. yeah, it was just. It seems uh, is my cat the backs defense for Italy. I, no told, I think he is, and uh, yeah, I was very surprised how they were defending off our first phase lineouts and scrums in the midfield. They were just didn't seem to know what they were doing, who mm. they were taking. So yeah. it was pretty easy when a team like Scotland will carve you up. Um, but I think Ireland will obviously be a, a lot stronger <laughs> there. Um, in terms of tactics, anything you think they'll they'll change? I, I don't think I think Ireland have kind of a lot of stuff. To, to do about themselves, never mind kind of specific for Scotland. I think Ireland will just try and just be a little bit more clinical on the edge, maybe play a little bit less rugby in their in their half. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there'll be anything to look at Scotland and say, right, let's bring in this or bring in that. I think we'll kind of be more conscious of what they're doing. Yeah, mm. what he said. Yeah, do you remember you were talking about that uh, that TV show you watched on Netflix? Um, Ty Tidying up. Tidying up. Uh -huh. You could use that to how Ireland will prepare yeah. for next yeah. weekend. Uh -huh. So explain what the show is. Well, so um, actually, you watched the show a while back. A yeah. while back, and you were telling me that 
um, what's her name? What's the lady's name? Mary Kondo. Kondo. Mary Kondo. So she um, comes in. She's like a, a tidying up consultant, a wee Japanese lady, and she says um, the, the way to tidy up your clothes is to uh, you, you pick up every item of clothes and you hug it, and if it doesn't delight you, is that the is that what she said? Bring you joy. Doesn't bring you joy, then you you thank it and you buck it in the bin. So I thought. I mean, you're playing it to Ireland's setup, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what do what, the players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of Joe Schnick comes <laughs> over yeah. and hugs them. They're like, yeah. "Oh no, no. getting dropped." Yeah. He's like, after CJ scan, if CJ's face is broken, he'll just hug him and say, "Thanks, CJ." <laughs> <laughs> Here we <you> go. Because <laughs> I thought pull the plug out, yeah. whatever machine he's hooked up to in the, in the hospital. I thought we could, um, like, that would be a way of tidying up our house of rugby. Oh, okay. So I actually grand. thought, um, I mean, you're an established, I wouldn't say you're a guest now. I'm only saying that because I, I think it'd be awkward talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But I thought we could um, we could um, hug our guests when they arrive. Okay. And if it fills if they fill us with joy, then you know they can they can be invited okay. back. They can stay. But if I don't feel the joy, like, they have to go. Yeah, sorry. You, you have to thank them and then say sorry. You'll not be allowed. Back. Is there any that's been on so far that you're like, you're getting a hug? But then I'm releasing it. Yeah, there's there's been a few. I mean, very huggable. Jack McGrath, I, I could hug that guy all day. <laughs> Porter, cuddly. Yeah, isn't very it? Very cuddly. Yeah. I would imagine they would fill you with joy. They would, they yeah. Used to. Yeah. And you, but you keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, yeah. is there any that you'd be like Let Joe Schmidt, CJ, CJ Sanders style? Um, it seems very harsh to, to, I mean, to outline one guest that <laughs> <laughs> we want to throw in the bin. <laughs> That's actually true. Sorry. So, um, what a word of warning. But yeah, Cal Marsh. Only joking, Cal. Only <laughs> <laughs> joking, Cal. <laughs> word of warning for anyone coming in here as a guest, just be be a good hugger. Yeah, be cuddly. But can we hug them put at on the same some, time? Put on some it? weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stringer, if you cuddled him, he'd be too small and ripped. I'd be like, oh, sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, Peter Stringer. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back uh, to look at the other games over the weekend, including Ireland's under-20 and women's matches. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Right, and you're very welcome back to the House of Rugby, Rugby Roundup. Uh, we've covered Ireland, England, Scotland and Italy, but the championship started with a cracker in the Parisian rain on Friday. France went in 16 points ahead of Wales at halftime and still managed to lose. They've now dropped to 10th in the world. Uh, what did you make of that game? I actually thought we saw a bit of France of the old in the first half. They've got those cool, older-looking jerseys, like the ones yeah. uh, circa 98, 97, 98, with the collar. and the, They look more cotton. They looked pretty class, and they were yeah. playing Jouet, and it was going well, yeah. which also brought me to... Thinking back to that 98, 97, 98 yep. double Grand Slam winning team in which you said you'd do a little bit of... Yeah, so I've done a little bit of homework, yeah. Okay. Um, so again, this was when we were anticipating that Ireland were going to win our backup Grand Slam, first uh, side to do that since France did it, 97, 98. So I look back, uh, in 1997, two months after Breve lifted the European Cup, hammering Leicester in the process, France went on to win their first Five Nations Grand Slam in 10 years. In week four of the championship, they came back from 
20 points to 6 down at Twickenham to get the win. Christophe La Maison was the hero that day, oh. scoring all the points. Class. Remember La Maison? I do. Anyway, um, I was interested, interested to find What's out. What's he up to now? What is I he actually, doing? Can I just say, that was like, now I feel like that's how story time at the Trimble House uh -huh. is. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. He just pushes his kids over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only all the stories I tell my kids will be about me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what is what is going on with him these you, days? Do you ever hear from Christoph these no, days? No, I've from in years. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he is doing one of three things. Oh. And I'll let you is decide. This quiz? Okay. Mm. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, did Christoph grow up in the Basque region of France, and in two thousand and three? turned down a lucrative contract with Saracens in pursuit of a career as a Grand Master of the Basque Separatist Group, ETA. Christoph, when questioned about his career, uh, his career change was quoted as saying, Grand Slams are great and all, but it's terrorism for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that what Christoph so is French, doing? So yeah, French, so typical. Or, did uh, Christoph miss a flight as a result of the Icelandic um, ash cloud uh, travel disruption <laughs> in 2010 leading to a chance encounter with a Mormon who converted him to Mormonism. Christoph now wears a suit, a badge and a rucksack, lives in Salt Lake City and makes his living as a backs coach for Utah Warriors <laughs> competing in the new professional American Rugby League MLR. Oh, or oh, or no, is he C, is he an accountant? <laughs> Mormons are mad, aren't they? So uh, what do you what do you what do you think? Uh, B. B. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't know if he has an accountant or not. I just thought it was the most boring thing I could think of. <laughs> I really even, you didn't even look him up, did I you? Yeah. I did. I looked up his Wikipedia. Couldn't find out anything about him. So you just I just left it. Went with accountant. We'll yeah. go with B then. He's a Mormon. Uh, Way better. Um, He's a Mormon backs coach for Utah, Utah, Warriors. Utah Warriors. Yeah. Is that even the name of the team? It is, yeah. <laughs> is it? That is true. Yeah. The one thing that's true. Yeah. That's very good, man. I loved him. He was class. Wasn't he the man? Yeah. He did actually um, uh, turn down the contract with Saracens, though, in, th in around 2003. That's why we were confused. Oh, that's uh, why we yeah. literally, it was because I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, he's turning up. It was why a half-truth. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's but did he become a terrorist? You led us down that path. Yeah. yeah. So he turned down that contract and he went to play for a club in Federal 2, which is like fourth, the fourth league in France. For a few years played um, crack, amateur yeah. rugby, yeah. And he, he could have been playing for Saracens, playing pro, earning fortune. I think he did something quite French, like opened a cheese factory or a winery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, an onion um, um, farm. Yeah, on, yeah, an onion farm. Yeah. I think he did. I remember something about that. Garlic, sorry. Not <laughs> <onion>. <laughs> Garlic. Dude, there's something wrong with that. You were like, you were like yeah, an onion farm. <laughs> Garlic, sorry. Jesus. I'm as bad as you. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but they had a little, sh a little sniff of the old French team uh, for the first half on, on Friday night, but it fell away pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Le choke. Le choke, nice. yeah. <clears throat> um, started off with uh, Huget's... Uh, fumble on the line, um, which led to was it North scored North, that try as well? Yeah, yeah. fair play. That, that's like chasing a kind of a lost cause ish, mm. and he came from kind of nowhere as well. Mm. It was, was a nothing kick, yeah, it was a complete like aimless mm. kick just up the middle of the pitch. 
Mm. Do, you get, do you feel like slightly sickened when you see another rugby player, regardless of like whether they're on the team you support or not, doing something like that? Like, and it's not like it was just it was a wet day. His elbow kind of popped. I don't know. He was trying it's to like skill. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I was granted. just like, oh no. Yeah, I, I was good for him. He's a class player as well. Who's mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's he'd be he'd be one of the wingers out there. I think he'd be one of the, he's probably one of the best wingers around. I think, uh, yeah, he just it can happen to anyone. Mm. Yeah. What was worse was the was the intercept pass in the last two minutes from yeah, Fama, Fama, you know? yeah. it was uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, that was crazy, absolutely insane. Like, what, the camera went uh, like oh, like the cameraman wanted to blame Intermark for that. He really? Was, he was the one getting all the attention. And I thought, because I had I'd only seen it once, and I thought it must have been him through the pass. And he was cursing himself and all. He didn't, he... he didn't really react. He, he could have tackled him, could he? Is that what he was? Oh, is that what he was? Because the pass was to Entomac, I think. Yeah. So he could have tackled uh, North when he caught the ball, rather than just waiting to catch it, you know? Yeah. But um, I don't know, that would be pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. It's a pretty um, brutal throw, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I, threw, I threw an intercept throw in my own 22 oh, against right. France. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't good. Lost the game. Now we oh. did like butcher some like a three v one overlap and stuff, but that was no. That was definitely the reason. That it was, was. Oh no, yeah, my teammates yeah. let me know that. <laughs> <laughs> Went into the changing rooms, like puffy, red face, devastated. Oh, no. It was like I watched Titanic four times in a row, and yeah. God, that's even more awkward. Oh, yeah, I just was in the corner. To be fair, they gave me like a minute of feeling sorry for myself, and. Then they made a magazine cover called Intercept with my <laughs> face on it. That's so the best way to do like, it. Oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slag me immediately, but please, yeah. so I yeah. can get over this. So there's nothing worse. You're like kind of sobbing, but then also laughing, being like, these are all pricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that was grim. I don't know if the French would have that same sense of humor to oh, do Oh, no, that. they were delighted. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, about my, yeah. I just want to say before you move on, I found out about La Maison, and uh, he, he is, is not an accountant. He's working for a renewable energy company in Bayonne. That's Bayon, what it was. Uh, working for solar French. and wind power. And yeah. Strictly above board, everything that he's up to at the moment. And, oh. you know, staying within the confines of the law as well. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Well, climax. What a bore. Disappointing. Yeah. What a bore. He's probably renewable, ripped. Renewable. He's probably ripped as well and no crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably unpleasant to hug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back to home ground, a tough night for the Irish women's team on and Donnybrook on Saturday night, uh, or Friday night, beaten 51-7 by England. Uh, we yeah. touched on it earlier on, but what are your thoughts on it? Oh, like, very tough game. Um, coming into the second half, I think England were up by 12, 12 or, and it was, they were being put under a lot of pressure, um, but they were coping quite well. Um some some nice exit plays, but just we couldn't just string phases together. And then England had a strong bench as well, and like they're they're now professionals. They're they're a team at the moment that I would have kind of picked out as mm. Grand Slam contenders and going for two in a row. Um, yeah, you can see seems, it physically in the difference, like yeah, and especially in like even after. Like, even in the first half, it was kind of starting to tell as well. Like, their front row, right? Now, our scrums, I have to say, were really good. This is me as a back talking about scrums, so um, take that with a pinch of salt. But I thought our that set piece was really strong. But just we were kind of outclassed on the mm. day as well. And I think that's only 
that's only going to get more evident as like the likes of France and England who, you know, they now have time to rest and they now have time to train with each other mm. daily um, and not worry about the day job. That's like, that's going to, I think scores like that are are going to be more frequent, yeah. which is disappointing. Like you kind of, you always want to close Six Nations, but that gap is, seems to be widening at the moment, which is disappointing. Yeah. I, I watched the Irish uh, sevens, the women's sevens this morning, and again, there's physically, I think that's where the difference is. A lot of the Kiwis and the Australian girls are professional rugby players, and they're training full time, and they're they look more athletic, and that's where they're dominating. Um, the Irish girls, the skill level is incredible, and their the attitude is incredible, but they're obviously not getting the the time, as you said, to train and to to progress so uh, but it will happen that's yeah like the sevens now are a little bit different so yeah. with 15s it's purely amateur mm -hmm. um and with sevens it's semi-professional so for the most part they're in um they're in during the week one until five six so they are training together on a much more regular basis than the 15s mm -hmm. um but yeah like it would be nice to have those teams being able to fully yeah, well, I suppose you can see that in the results. The the seventh team, you know, reached the first every semi final, uh, came fourth place after losing to 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 America in the the playoff. But yeah, they're progressing. Some of the girls there, the two of the girls were named in the dream team for the weekend in Sydney. And I suppose if the if the the full fifteen side got the same treatment and and even if it was semi pro, surely they'd make. It makes a huge matches. difference. Like any any small financial injection into the women's games is huge because there's not an awful lot there like we've got great sponsors now and you know Griggsy's putting a lot of like time and he's a good coach and he really cares about the girls but there's only so much you can do you know before work in the morning and after work and then on weekends as well it's just it's it's hard to kind of keep I know I'm saying England and France, but at the moment that's what we're facing in terms of Six Nations. But that's that's where we need to get to, and at the moment we're not quite there. And if you're amateurs, amateurs playing against professionals, it's it's evident now on the pitch as well. And a couple of years ago, that wasn't the case. We were we were catching up and we were doing really well. So it's disappointing to see the progress that we had made is now teetering off, and other teams are kind of climbing to new levels. Yeah. No, it was a diff it's a disappointing result, but one team, I suppose, that did, uh, one of the Irish teams that did uh, do very well at the weekend were the Ireland under 20s. They had a great win over England on Friday night in Cork. Um, huge win, actually, considering the English players that, you know, they had a few full internationals already playing under 20s. Um, physically, some huge lads, but uh, Ireland just kept in the game and then pulled away in the last few minutes. Um, Scott Penny for Leinster. No, you're a big fan of his. He did a great game. Harry Byrne, brother of Ross Byrne, who I think Joe is already. Uh, Joe Schmidt has also been raving about. There's also a scrum half there <clears throat> called Craig Casey from Limerick, who is quite a small guy. But I, having watched all the Six Nations games over the weekend, I reckon he'd a better pass than every scrum half that I saw over the weekend. <laughs> Just lightning fast. He's a little general as well. He's um, his family Limerick family really steeped in rugby is. Uh, uncle played for Munster, Mossy Lawler. We spoke about him a few weeks ago, and he's a uh, Colum Tucker, famous uh, former Ireland Lions players, his grand uncle and stuff. So, we were talking last week about Munster potentially not bringing through these young uh -huh. lads with attitude. I think 
He's definitely yeah, one. He's, didn't he? Like, yeah, he was yeah. like he had a bit of bite about him the whole game. It was kind of it was really really good to watch. Like my mum, who God bless her, hasn't a clue about rugby. She was like, I'm loving that scrum half. Yeah. Loving yeah. it. Look at the passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like at one stage, you got um, he got mowed down. No, he, to be fair, he did slow your man down, but it was a brute kind of run in, got knocked down, and it was just like. Phew, came right back up again and was like, do it again, come yeah. on. It was like, yeah, it was... It was like when Brad Pitt got knocked out and snatched. <laughs> yeah. And he just popped back up and wham, yeah. hit Tyson Fury-esque, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, it was, that was really good to see. I'm looking forward to now the, the under-20 Scotland game as well. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people watching. Yeah. The, that was, uh, a, that was a big upset as well. So And they celebrations offered it was great actually I was in Cork as well yeah you know mixing it up and stuff yeah. in the crowd where yeah they got a huge crowd yeah. a lot of young people there so fair play to you lads uh, we also asked you to vote for your Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend and uh, we kept it Irish this weekend but for next week we're going to go full international but uh, for this weekend it was two from the under 20s John Hodden at the number 8 had a great game uh, or Dylan Tierney Martin and also Ireland's Tyg Furlong and Gary Ringrose Thanks for all your comments. The winner was John Hodnett. Fair play to you, John. Very like Sean O'Brien. Similar stature, similar kind of player. Fair play to you, John. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Bracing the youth of Ireland. Uh, we also put up a shout for Twitter questions using the hashtag AskHOR, <coughs> and here are some of your best ones. Keen O'Connor, A. What the F just happened? B, is this a Rocky Chumbawamba pressure got too much situation or more like Pacino in Scarface having hit the top? Is Chumbawamba like, I got knocked down, I got Yeah, that's what I thought was. I was. I didn't want to ask that because I thought, have I missed something here? I presume it is. Well, I think <laughs> we just covered what happened, uh, Kean. Um Yeah, whether it's a Rocky Chumbawamba, they're the same thing, right? Or my Pacino Scarface where he's hit the top and he's just like going out in flames. So he expects the Irish team to just yeah. Yeah. Be sitting at the Unravel. Unravel. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. They all just went mental. No, this is more like Sonny Corleone has just been assassinated and now Michael is on the rise again. You've like you've done this to the family. Okay. Yeah. Leave the gun, take the cannoli, let's go. Wow. Yeah. Interesting That's take. Thinking, uh, yeah. So who's uh who's Don Corleone? Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. And who's Michael Corleone? His son? Sexton. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or Sexton could have just been killed at the weekend. It could be Joey. Of course. Could. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joey's like his, his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Drop me, little teenager. Uh, Dr. John, Dr. John Cannon if, uh, had another question. If you had to survive a zombie apocalypse and you could pick three other rugby players to back you up, who would you pick and what would their weapons of choice be? A lot of people I've asked are going for Sean O'Brien and a shovel. Okay, so you've got two, I think you can go two directions with this. You either pick someone very physical, very capable of coping with, um, you know, zombie fights, or you can just 
accept that you're you're gonna you're gonna get done eventually. You're gonna die, so you may as well pick someone you like. Mm-hmm. I'm picking you, fast. <laughs> 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 we, we get our heads kicked in straight away by zombies. But at least a bit of a bit of crack. We're having a bit of crack. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. You'd have to pick someone. Well, I would pick someone slower than you. So if you were like they're here and you ran, yes. they get caught. Nice, very tactical. Yeah. But yeah, you'd but, have to. But you don't want your friends to. Oh, you have, have to pick just, someone that like. Someone you don't like and is and slow. slow. That's the criteria. Yeah, you just pick for. someone that's like a beast that with a really good weapon that will just keep you alive. Yeah. You could just hide behind them. Yeah, but just because you pick them, like you haven't hired them, they don't like just do what you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Defend me from the zombies. <laughs> would Toner have like enough flag. arm length <laughs> to like machete helicopters? Would that give you? Yeah. Who's got the like toner. so with toners aren't well actually your arm then yeah, well, yeah, sorry yeah. and then just machete helicopter and just yeah. stay within the like, like spinning around with your arms out like yeah. like in primary school you would have just done that yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking people out yeah. <laughs> you're running into me uh, yeah only Dev's rolled his rolled angle now so the zombies would get the zombies again yeah. <laughs> well then that's the slow aspect check so like he get done yeah. as well then yeah, imagine him limping away <laughs> yeah. like has he become a zombie or is he <laughs> Is he running I, from the should zombie? I shoot him? Should I propel arm him? Oh. He's like trying to explain, I'm not a zombie yet. <laughs> and Joe, shoot him Joe hugs him. Yeah. And then <laughs> let him go. Oh, and it all comes full circle. All right, I think that's enough, lads. We've, hopefully oh. we've cheered you up. Uh, it's been a tough weekend, but look, it's only Scotland, surely, right? <laughs> Be grand. <laughs> <laughs> so sit down and watch old school have a cup of tea and have the crack it's a good laugh uh, thanks everybody for your comments and questions for listening and for watching us on YouTube thanks very much Jenny for coming in we'll see more of you I'm sure party we're, on Jenny we're going to hug you afterwards party on Garth if you're enjoying the show I'm going to totally regret that by the way I'm like oh that's so cool why did I do that I sucked you in yeah I sucked you in oh. no I'm just like you're Garth just by the way end it, you just end it that, yeah. I'm Garth yeah. she said Garth I know yeah. I, I've, I've come to terms with it <laughs> Uh, if you're enjoying the show please do remember to subscribe and leave us a comment or a rating we do appreciate the feedback thanks to everyone that was involved making the show thanks to Fifi on video and Paul on <laughs> sound and of course producer Pat for all your hard work this has been Baz and Andrews House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness party on <laughs> you were listening to Baz and Andrews House of Rugby on Joe together with Guinness Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.